0: What keeps you up at night is sponsored by Zometry. Zometry is your source for on-demand manufacturing with guaranteed quality, consistently low prices, and fast lead times on custom parts. Zometry creates prototypes and production parts for every industry, from aerospace, to medical, to automotive. Zometry offers 13 plus capabilities, including CNC machining, 3D printing, Sheet metal fabrication, injection molding, and urethane casting. Over 200 materials and 50 plus finishes through its global network of over 5,000 manufacturing facilities. Get an instant quote today at zometry.com. That's X O M E T R Y.com. I'm Brennan Lafferty, publisher of Plastics News. This is What Keeps You Up at Night. My guest this week, Keith Everson, president and CEO of Sussex IM in Sussex, Wisconsin. Keith Everson didn't expect much from 2020. If anything, he projected a flat year for the business. But the pandemic caused his management team to tear up their 2020 plans not long after the year began. What followed was quite a ride. It included a huge boost in production of plastic wall mounts for a major hand sanitizer maker. Everson said Sussex is poised for continued growth, but not crazy growth, as the 40 year plastics veteran called it. With a new clean room and a new look, this privately owned injection molder and its 500 employees have hit the ground running in 2021. Everson talks about the cancellation of NPE, his company's culture, and how important it is for Sussex to make the turns at the corner at the proper speed. It's January 26th. What keeps you up at night begins now. Keith Everson, CEO of Sussex IM, is on the line from Sussex, Wisconsin. Hi, Keith. Welcome to the podcast, and thanks for joining me today. Hi, Brennan. Thank you for having me. Joy to be here. Wonderful. Well, first off, Happy New Year. And, you know, this question, which used to be such a throwaway question, it now takes on, you know, ever more meaning today. How are you and how is everyone's health at Sussex? Great. Everybody is fantastic here. We've all gone through the COVID. We're all doing great. We've had a very challenging year
1: in 2020, and we're looking forward to 2021, but uh, we're an essential supplier for a lot of our big customers, so it was quite an interesting 2020.
0: Indeed. All right, Keith, give me the elevator speech about Sussex, meaning how many square feet of manufacturing space do you have? How many presses are you running? What what are the major end markets that you serve?
1: We have two facilities in Sussex. They total about 280,000 square feet. We have 500 employees. We are in the health and hygiene market. We like to call it residential construction, home and garden. We provide we have a clean a brand new clean room that we just built this year. So we have a number of very diverse markets. We have 65 injection molding machines. We have two blow molding machines. And we do, I I would say we do a little bit, our business is a little bit different than other injection molders in North America. We do a lot of post molding, decorating, in mold labeling, assembly, fulfillment, B2C shipments. We kind of try for certain customers, they want us to be a little bit more of a full service versus just a person making parts, putting them in the box. Because hmm. We do that also, but we really thrive in these other areas.
0: Yeah, it sounds a little more sophisticated than than maybe your uh, typical injection molding operation.
1: Yeah, you have to be able to, I mean, fulfillment is not an easy animal and you have to have In a warehouse space, you have to have things laid out properly. You have to know how to uh, work with retailers, Mm -hmm. um, which are are very strange at times. So we've, we've learned this over time, and we export all around the world. So we've got that on our sides. And our business, being an essential supplier like we are, we actually had quite a bit of growth in 2020.
0: Interesting. yeah, Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about 2020 again? No one had the year that they thought they were going to have. Some sectors inside and even outside the plastics industry were devastated early. Then they rebounded. Some inside plastics found new markets or new products to make. Can you talk a little bit more about 2020 and what it meant from a bottom line perspective to Sussex?
1: Yeah. So when we started 2020, we were kind of forecasting a flat year. Hmm. Covid hits, and you can just basically tear up any plans that you've had and put it in the wastebasket. Hmm. And our number one concern at that point in time was the health and safety of our employees. So we did, like everybody else did, we did barriers, temperature checking. You know, you couldn't come to work if you were sick. I mean, just all the stuff. And we we were very fortunate that of our 500 employees, we had nobody ever go to the hospital. Great. For Covid. And, I, and and to me that I think that's our greatest accomplishment for the year. Now, we are an essential one of our customers is the number one hand sanitizer in the world and we make all the wall-mounted dispensers. So can you imagine mm. how busy we became making those? Right. So we really felt like we were part of the solution to slow down the COVID sprint. So when you kind of have that on your shoulders, you're going, hey, we got to make sure we got people here. We're making the product. It's high quality. And uh, so it was um, very satisfying. And we actually fulfilled every order that was given to us.
0: Wow. Now, I'm curious, did you have that business prior to COVID hitting or was that uh, just a ramp up to the business you already had?
1: No, that's a very good question. We did have that business. But 11 years ago, all of that business was made in China.
0: Hmm.
1: So this was one an H1N1 hit. Remember, we all remember that. Sure. Smaller scale, right? Hmm. And they lost market share because they could not get this product out of Asia fast enough. Hmm. So 11 years ago, they made the decision to let's get this reshored. To the united states we were fortunate enough to be the company to do that we've innovated with them we've expanded their product lines and now all of this all of that is made here in the united states and we were when they hit the gas pedal we were able to respond
0: oh that's great that had to be very satisfying that was let's talk a little bit about that new clean room coming online i know you guys aren't not afraid of a construction project tell me about the, the clean room When will it be operational? And what will it mean for the business, of course?
1: Yeah, so this is an ISO 8, I mean, ISO class 8 clean room. It is, it's done. It's going through certification right now. We have a number of customers waiting to get in there. We've had... Clean rooms in our facility, but they were kind of the mobile type, you know, that's around the machine. Yeah. And but now we have the full blown. You can walk in. We can do things. We can do assemblies. And uh, after going through the reshoring that happened eleven years for this other customer we had, right? Mm-hmm. We're seeing that not only now the borders being shut down when something like this hits again, some of these medical customers are going to want to have their product made here in the United States. So we wanted to be, we see growth there. Uh, we're building it. We know they will come. Our guys are all over it. So we're looking forward to uh, having a whole new client base uh, using that clean room.
0: Wow. That's great. Now you also, uh, from what I've seen, you launched late last year, a new logo, a new website. What are you trying to convey that may be different from the past? Well, you know, over the history of the company
1: I kind of looked back at all of my business cards I've been here 40 years right. and I guess we we basically every you know once in a while do a fresh start but we wanted to basically get our brand out there you know modern innovative sustainability mm-hmm. you know cuz this is this is kind of the culture that we have here in the business and I and I really think this New look, uh, our web pages, the things we're doing on the uh, on the internet is more reflective of us of us today than it was eleven years ago when we came up
0: with that brand. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, the The impression that we give our customers often is now first through that website, so it needs to be up to snuff, doesn't it? No, you're exactly right.
1: You know, and I. I'm an old codger, right? So I'm the guy that says, you know, you only get an order by knocking on somebody's door. Sure, right? right. But last year, we got our, our very first paying customer that came through the Internet.
0: <laughs>
1: so I'm a believer
0: now. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, it's it's hard to knock on those doors these days, too. Yeah, it
1: is. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's not. that's not going to change real soon, I don't think.
0: No, I don't think so. Well, Sussex is unique, uh, and you mentioned this, in that you operate injection molding machines, you know, over 60 of them, and a couple blow molding machines. How is the blow molding side of the business?
1: Well, you know, so we don't do your normal commercial commodity molding. We very, very much specialized molding. So in one of the products that we make, it's a water bottle. It's got two injection molded thermoplastic grips on each side plus an iml so we literally have a a manufacturing cell that has an injection molding machine robotics to transfer the injection molded product picking up an iml and loading it into the blow molding machine not many people if any do exactly what we're doing so it's very specialized it's in the sporting goods industry that is a sector of our business and it's been very, it's been very successful.
0: Keith, I wanted to ask you uh, if you had any thoughts on the big trade show NPE that was scheduled for May, now canceled. Curious to know, was your team planning to attend that? Yes,
1: we were. I was. You know, people were getting nervous because things aren't getting better. But I'm, I think I'm disappointed, like most plastic professionals, like myself, because we always learn something. We always see something. I can see, you know, you can learn stuff in print, but if you can touch and feel it and kick it. yeah. Uh, and, and there's things we're doing in our plant today that I learned on the floor of NPE three years ago. Mm-hmm. So that's all I can say, you know, and that's kind of, I hope we can recover. I, I was kind of surprised that they couldn't postpone it a year, but I, I guess we now have to wait six years or another three years for the show, to be honest, what I was reading. Is, is there anything different than
0: that? No, I, I, I think that's that's my understanding as well. I, I know there's, the case show is in 2022 and NPE and case show uh, try not to overlap in the same year. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, uncertainty was certainly one of the constants last year. I know that remains the case in 2022. Vaccine rollouts, for example, you know, nothing's certain about that yet. So, my question is more of a big picture thought. As the CEO, how do you manage uncertainty, whether that's, you know, budgeting or otherwise?
1: Well, I, you know, I, we're in it for the long
0: game, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, we're a, a privately held business, it's going to stay private. You know, we need to be thinking, you know, five years down the road, even though we don't have a detailed plan on that. But in my head, I'm always thinking down the road and we'll all get through this. We just, you know, have to, you know, make the uh, uh, turns at the corners at the proper speed. Mm-hmm. That's way I kind of look at it. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, we're we're looking for, again, growth this year. We've got a lot of excitement with a bunch of new customers coming online. And if you just keep being 10% better than your competition, hmm. that's all you have to do.
0: Yeah, true. Well, when you do look back to last year, and, you, and what's the biggest lesson you learned from 2020?
1: The biggest lesson is how important culture is. Hmm. If we did not have culture in our I don't know how we would have survived, because if people are just not working together, people are going in all different directions, and I think it could have been a real mess. I said to my team, my management team, when this whole thing broke, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I said, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be the true test of our culture, and in a month, we'll know how well we did. (laughs) And a month later, you know, we were constantly meeting. I mean, I have never been in so many more COVID meetings and planning meetings and everything like that, but we adapt, you know, that's part of our culture. And uh, I was able to say, we're doing well. We succeeded, we passed the test.
0: That's great. We were just saying that this week with, with our management team that we never used to meet this often. And I'm so glad that we are. It's communication is vital in 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 most times, but now more than ever.
1: Yep, I agree. All
0: right, Keith, crystal ball time. How will 2021 and let's look at 2022? How will those years be for Sussex and maybe even the plastics industry in general? What do you think?
1: Well, you know, we need to educate the consumer that plastic is really the miracle material it's not the devil i see our business uh, just on a nice steady growth curve i don't like crazy growth, and we nobody likes declining growth i think the industry itself i mean there's probably some deadwood that left the business this year Mm -hmm. in our industry so that whoever survived they're going to be healthier and be stronger and and you Somehow we just all kind of uh, compete friendly and we uh, we grow together.
0: Sounds good. All right. Name of the column, name of the podcast is What Keeps You Up at Night. Keith, what keeps you up at night?
1: Well, with my team here, there's nothing that keeps me up at night at work, truly. Uh, what keeps me up at night, though, is that, you know, we the youth coming up, even people my age, we have such a highly, think about this, we have the most highly educated people on the planet ever, Mm -hmm. yet they are so miseducated or uneducated when it comes to things like a plastic bag versus a paper bag, right? Do you remember going to the grocery store and they would say paper or plastic? Sure. You don't hear that anymore.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yesterday, I was at the grocery store. This is what keeps me up at night. And here's this woman. She's five feet tall and she's lugging this skid full of paper bags and she's grabbing these big, heavy, dirty things, and she's trying to lug them up on top of the checkout counter. And I'm just going, Oh, I feel sorry for you. (laughs) So how so, you know, professionals like myself and and how can we how can we educate people that actually that plastic bag is more environmentally friendly. The facts prove it out than that paper bag. We're not. De- there's no deforestation with that plastic bag. We're not using up the precious amounts of water we have, in, you know, in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. And you guys, you guys put good articles out in your in your newspaper. I just wish you could get to the mainstream somehow. That's what keeps me up at night.
0: Fair enough. Well, Keith, thank you so much for joining me today for the podcast. It's really been a pleasure talking to you, and my best of luck to Sussex this year. Thank you, Brennan.
1: I love, I enjoy your articles and your podcast. And keep it keep going with it. All right.
0: All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Bye bye. My thanks to Keith Everson, CEO and President of Sussex IM in Sussex, Wisconsin. For more information, visit sussexim.com. That's S-U-S-S-E-X-I-M dot Web producer Aaron Sloan helps produce this podcast. Hattie Shaheda designed our graphics for the website and social media. Grace Lafferty edited our audio. Thank you for listening. What Keeps You Up at Night is brought to you by Plastics News. For more podcasts like this, visit plasticsnews.com slash audio. I'm Brennan Lafferty, publisher of Plastics News. Stay tuned for a parting message from Zometry. What keeps you up at night is sponsored by Zometry. Zometry is your source for on-demand manufacturing with guaranteed quality, Consistently low prices and fast lead times on custom parts. Zometry creates prototypes and production parts for every industry, from aerospace to medical to automotive. Zometry offers 13 plus capabilities, including CNC machining, 3D printing, sheet metal fabrication, injection molding, and urethane casting. Over 200 materials and 50 plus finishes. Through its global network of over 5,000 manufacturing facilities. Get an instant quote today at zometry.com. That's X O M E T R Y.com.